Happy uh, Decaf Thursday for me and the literal Grinch over here. And you'll see why I'm calling Mark the Grinch when we get to our last topic, because- I don't he, even know why you're calling me the Grinch. <laughs> no, you, remember our last topic, just wait. You're being the Grinch about something that I love very, 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 very much. And you're being the Grinch about it, but we'll get there. That's um, movie. Yeah, it's all dumb. Um, <laughs> Mark is trolling me so hard today. And I didn't even ask for this. It's a rainy day. I'm cozy. I got my coffee. Mark is Mark's telling me to turn on all the lights in my house. It's too dark in there. And these are she was literally trying to do a podcast with it basically just being pitch black and you could barely see her face. And she said, I don't have makeup on, but really she just wanted to stay in the you just want to stay in the dark. That's the only actual reason. I really did because I never wear makeup. And so it's like this is this yeah. is just the normal thing. I just wanted to stay in the dark. It's cozy. I've got my incense, I've got my coffee. It's just it was just so cozy. And Mark was like, turn on your light. So here I am, like a vampire, shying away from the light, <laughs> trying to stay away. Um, Mark and I have been following a recent cultural phenomenon that is just like, it, it makes you wonder, like if aliens were watching us right now, if they saw some of the things that we do, they would think that we are the most odd population in the entire universe and and here's why somehow let's go brandon has found its way into the lexicon of like every, every conservative nation. every conservative i know yeah but also like all the liberals know what it means oh, yeah, they don't yeah. say it but but it's That's like right. the, it's in the lexicon of every american at this point if you have social media or television or anything and it happened so fast. It's just so incredible how these things happen. You have to wonder, like, how does it even happen? I don't, I don't understand. Well, let me say one thing. First of all, before we start talking about this, I want to say that the term Stan is the stupidest thing ever. And if anybody uses Stan as a, like a serious thing, I don't want to ever talk to you. It's the dumb, just cultural phenomenons and aliens be like, what's wrong with you? Using a random song from like 15 years ago by Eminem to say you like something or you're a fan of something, like you can just use the language we have. Okay, that's not here. Actually, man. of all of your curmudgeon takes, I actually agree with that one. And everyone who uses Stan seriously are people who I already hate, it seems like. So, I like when I follow Twitter, so it makes sense. influencers. Um, influencers. So for, people, yeah. for people who don't know, so the Let's Go Brandon thing, and I, it, it's, I mean, I have no real opinion about it, it's just interesting, but it went from like it was a NASCAR race where some guy won um, the NASCAR race named Brandon and the all the fans in the stands were chanting f joe biden and i guess because it was tv the reporter's like oh we don't want that on tv and, the, and she's like oh they're saying let's go brandon that become this cultural like after that moment has become this phenomenon that everyone who dislikes joe biden i think was kind of looking for a way to express their displeasure with him but a lot of them don't want to use the f word you know on on facebook or twitter and stuff and it's like okay. it's kind of a wholesome way i guess for them to express their disdain for Joe Biden, it's actually, I mean, it's kind of a clever thing. And who would have thought this one, you know, interview from a NASCAR race would have gone viral. And like you said, there's a rap song about it that has like 4 million views. And it's like the number one on song. It's just a rap song about Let's Go Brandon, which is basically a, a Trump anthem, it seems like. But it's, and it's just, like it not even good. Like this song. No, no, it's, like not not it's not a good rap song. <laughs> um, he just says words that conservatives like, but it's just the outside of the political part of this, just seeing the way that like this cultural phenomenon happened in like a week and it kind of in my opinion just filled this void of people being like i i hate this guy i don't like joe biden but i'm not going to say you know I, i'm not going to say the f word when i'm talking about him right 
it's funny. It's like, like, I'm not saying it's all Southern Baptist conservatives, but it kind of feels like a rallying cry for Southern Baptist conservatives who don't want to say the F word, but it really is an absolute culture, cultural phenomenon. And the song is not good. It sounds like a SoundCloud rapper, but it gets like, <laughs> I think stuck. Much is a SoundCloud rapper. <laughs> yeah, but it gets like so stuck in your head. Like you played it a few minutes ago and it's in, it's in my head. It like repeats over and over and over the same things. And so it's currently living in my head and I hate that. But I mean, Eiffel 65 sounds like a bunch of terrible people on like auto-tune and they had a hit song. So you don't need to be good to have a hit song. <laughs> now that's that's the God's honest. That's the truth. <laughs> um, so anyway, cultural phenomenons, Mark and I are like obsessed with them. And this one, I think just, just to, for lack of a better term, trumps them all. I hate that I said that. I hate <laughs> that I just said that. Um, so anyway, I'm curious to follow this and see if it it, uh, it continues or if it burns out quickly. I, I think it's going to continue, but I think that it also just shows what the internet has done for us. Like, yeah. imagine if this would have happened 15 years ago. Nobody would know what the heck anybody was talking about. Like, yes. you know, you might have a, a group of 20 friends or maybe even a state that'd be like, oh, let's go, Brandon. I get it. But like, it's amazing how things spread. And I mean, I think that's good and bad. It's not really either for this one, but it's just interesting that things can spread so quickly. You have all these like these phrases, these, you know, something happens at one event and, you know, something happens at a Cubs game in Chicago and the whole world knows about it the next day. It's just, it's just in, insane the time we're living in. I know I find myself Googling internet trends a lot. Like apparently on TikTok, there's this trend of like bones or no bones. And it's this guy who has this like 13 year old, dog and um some days he'll like he'll pick his dog up and he'll sit like he has bones and some days he'll pick his dog up and he just falls over like he has no bones and every day the guy makes a tiktok is it a bones day or a no bones day and if it's a bones day it's going to be a good day and if it's a no bones day it's going to be a bad day and i had no idea what that meant until last night i was sick of seeing like happy bones day and so I just Googled it, but it really is a wild thing about the internet. Billie Eilish's brother, Phineas, just wrote a song about it called The 90s. And it's about how he's like, he does not love that everyone is so nostalgic about the 90s, but then he finds himself getting nostalgic about it because now someone can just Google and find where celebrities live or you can, you, it's like kind of creepy, the world that we're living in. Um, whereas back in the 90s, you couldn't do that. And you had to like, I remember having boyfriends who would call the house and be like, hi, Mr. Dawson, may I please speak to Taylor? And like phone etiquette is just dead. And I, yeah. you know, I, I'm kind of feeling nostalgic about things like that, especially when these cultural phenomenons that are kind of annoying are sweeping the nation. And, and that's all that the teenagers talk about. I don't know. I sound like a grumpy old woman. on my Yeah. Phone. But I mean, but I also think that news travels quicker too. I mean, it's like when there's, you know, natural disasters that people need help. Sure. Happened in Texas. I mean, it, it really, I think, is good overall, but it's just, it's amazing how these things in, in culture somehow spread to everyone. Like, um, I, like I, I just keep thinking, remember the Janet Jackson, like, Super Bowl thing? The slip. If that, if that was like today, it would be everyone know about it in 20 seconds. I feel like people found out about it like three or four days. And if you can't, everyone knows about it now. But like, if the internet would have been as big as it was now, it's like everyone would know within 20 seconds. You're on Twitter and everybody knows about it. I know it would have been, it would have been everywhere. It would have been yeah. absolutely everywhere. And it was yeah. eventually, but just it, it, it comes, it's so quick now. 
it took time. I remember people in my class being like, I missed it. I missed it. I want to see it. Does anyone have it recorded on your TiVo? And it's like, like you would have to like go to someone's house and look at it on TiVo. I don't even think we had TiVo at that point. I don't even know. know. Only, only the rich kids had TiVo. Yeah, yeah, on your VCR, did you record it? Yes. Yeah, really. So. It was, yeah, you're right. I never even thought about that. Wow. That is, that is wild. Well, um, we will keep following this phenomenon, other cultural phenomenons. Maybe we should have a segment dedicated to cultural phenomenons because they happen so frequently now. Yeah, um, and most of them are dumb. So we can just kind of talk about how dumb most of them are. Yeah, you like to talk about things that you think are dumb that I don't think are dumb because I think Happy Bones Day is actually really cute. Anyway. Oh, I, I, um, I, I, yeah, whatever. I mean, you have to understand what it is, but yes, fine. It's true. Um, next week, we have an exciting event coming up from the Beacon Center. Uh, we are having our annual Heroes event. Contact me if you want details. Um, Taylor at beacontn.org. But we, every year, we honor our heroes that have made a change in policy in Tennessee. Um, we have one special unsung hero that we will honor um, because of some medical concern she won't be joining us we have a special video message from her um and i just this is my favorite event every year because we bring together our ambassadors our heroes our young professionals our donors um and they all get to know each other and get to hear more about our hero stories and it really is so much fun to see kind of all of our worlds at the beacon center collide for for one night and i know mark you always love seeing uh we have some heroes that we're very very close to and we love to spend time with them and i always find mark Are like, ever coming or not i haven't heard i haven't heard from them but we oh, always no. have mark um he's always i always find him in the corner having a glass of wine with a certain group of our heroes and laughing it's the loudest corner of the party every single <laughs> year <laughs> Pretty much any corner I'm in is the loudest corner of the party, so. It's true, but um, we're excited for that. Email me if you want to come, and I can give you some details, but um, I, I'm I'm really excited. I always look forward to this. And just real quick, just to explain, like, what we mean by our heroes. I mean, those are people that, you know, we, usually people that we represent in court or people that, you know, are kind of the faces of some of the policies we're pushing. And I think what's really cool about them is how, like, just not, political any of this is i mean a lot of the people who we represent are people who don't agree with us on other issues but on these specific issues they are on board what we're doing and it's uh and it's just cool because these are the people whose policies i mean whose policies that we work on these are the people it affects it's not just us talking you know this area where we have no idea what's going on these are the people whose lives are directly impacted by what we do. And it might, might be say, oh yeah, well, I don't really care about hair braiding or I don't really care about locksmith. But then when you see these people and how their lives have been affected, oh, home studios don't matter to me. They do. And these are the people that like, it's just interesting to get a chance to talk to them and say, yeah, it might not matter to you because it doesn't affect you directly, but imagine if something affected your career directly, like it did them. And it's like, you need to have that empathy because it could easily be you. And that's, and we'll stand up for you when that happens. So it's just cool to see the faces behind these policies we push. I, I totally agree. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm always looking forward to that event and getting to see all my people in one place. I spend a lot of time texting and emailing and on the phone with these folks. So I'm looking forward to like seeing them all in one place uh, next week. Um, so on to sports talk, which is what we always talk about. It's our one consistent topic. I have my Pred sweatshirt on because my Bravos didn't, didn't turn out so good last night. Tuesday night was great. Yeah, it's, it's still 1-1. I mean, the bigger issue is that there's been some real problems for, for the Braves. Their best pitcher is 
now out for Charlie the Morton broke his freaking leg night one. It was just a real bummer, but we still have some good pitchers. Tyler Matzik, he really he came in clutch in the championship game last week. I actually texted Justin and Stephanie and our whole little crew that um, I was going to name my firstborn Tyler Matzik. Tyler Matzik, whatever my last name is when I have children. Um, <laughs> it's a joke, Mark. It's a bit. Just go with yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, I, I never heard a, a relief pitcher, too. It's not even a not I know, even a but he came in clutch, man. He yeah. came in so he clutch for us and won that championship game. And, and that's, what I'm a, that's what I was really excited about. Yeah, last night was not great, but we have three home games in a row coming up this weekend, um, and so that should be good for for the Braves. But um, thoughts and prayers with the Bravos. It's going to be interesting too because it's going to be really the pitching is is bad uh, on both sides. I mean, a lot of the, the both teams' best starters are now out. Um, no, Charlie Morton, Lance McCullers is not pitching for the. So it's it's really going to come down to probably bullpens because um, really the the thing is the Braves had the the advantage pitching. The Astros had the advantage on offense. Now the Braves don't have that pitching advantage anymore. So it'll be interesting to see if their offense can step it up. I know, but in our offense, to our credit, has really been stepping up um, oh, yeah. the last few games. I actually was watching a game the other night with my friends, and I get more nervous when we're pitching than when we're batting. Um, that yeah, I mean, is, the Astros are the best offense in baseball. So it is, you understand why it's, it's, you feel that way. <laughs> I get heartburn. I get heartburn bad. I got to be taking, girls got to be on her next CM this week. Um, I just get very nervous about, about that. But, you know, win or lose, I, I have to tell myself this win or lose, we're in the World Series. And that's huge. Would that love is. to win, but being in the World Series for the Braves is huge. So thankful for that. Um, I'm still going with my prediction of brazen six. I'm still going to go with that. I hope so. Um, I don't want it to get to the seventh game. I got plans next Wednesday. Um, <laughs> You're going to cancel that. things go that way. Titans had a big weekend, too, against um, the Chiefs. Yeah, huge, huge win against, against the, the Chiefs that are, are really struggling. So good for them. They look like a real new Super Bowl contender. And let me do my daily complaint. Somehow um, – Oklahoma wins and Alabama still jumps them even with the one loss. Now Alabama's just jumping all the undefeated teams because apparently if you play pretty poorly and win, that that's somehow worse than playing poorly and losing. So that's what I found out from, from the committee. Alabama's probably need to number one and, and like have a loss. So I don't I don't understand how anything works anymore. We won't be number one. Georgia will be number one. But we I, can I mean, I, who knows at this point? I mean, like it, all you just keep it doesn't matter what you do. It's like other teams win and you still move in front of them. Like I just can't believe that you went in front of an, an undefeated Oklahoma team. I'm such a freaking hypocrite because, and I know I'm a hypocrite, but if if it was any other team, I would be fuming. I would be so mad. But because it's us, I'm just gloating. And you're going to – I mean, the thing is, too, if you saw the extra thing, you're going to jump Cincinnati at some point, even if they're going to win all the games, which is I am, so I am, I am an insufferable sports fan, among other areas of my life where I'm insufferable. But I'm an absolutely insufferable sports fan. Mark gets so mad. I'm just I'm – just, I just, I can't, I can't deal with it. It's just hard for me to deal with. And, and, and here's my other opinion. So Michigan and Michigan State play this weekend. They're two undefeated teams. Yes. The winner of that should absolutely be in front of Alabama and they won't be. It's an undefeated team with a top 10 win. And somehow Alabama who has no wins of any value and has a loss to an unranked team is, is somehow deserving to be there. I just, I'm just going to let you rant. I'm, I'm just, I'm just done with it. I'm done. It doesn't matter how good Alabama is or not. And again, nobody's saying they're not the third best team, but there's absolutely no way they should keep jumping undefeated teams. 
I mean, I the thing the thing is, I do agree. Yeah, I why not? <laughs> because I'm reasonable, but I also sleep better at night, and I'm in a much better, I'm in a much healthier emotional state <laughs> right toward the top. I want to say one more thing too. If we're going to look at this, Kentucky is six and one. Alabama six and one. Kentucky lost to a better team. They have the same quality wins. Actually, Kentucky probably has better wins, and Kentucky is nine spots below them. And Kentucky should be there. But how is that? It's only because of reputation. It doesn't matter what they do this year. It's all about what they've done the last six years. And that's ridiculous. It's supposed to be a year-to-year thing. It's not a, it's not a prize for the decade. And I'm just, I'm done with it. I, I'm actively, che- Alabama, I'm actively cheering against them. Like, I, I'm just, I'm done with, I am. I can't do it. I, I can't deal with the preferential treatment they get. And same thing with Ohio State. Ohio State, I, well, I, I, but it's 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 ridiculous and on to the point where I don't understand how it works. Every other team in the SEC, Georgia, Alabama, and Ohio State, not SEC, j- just get preferential treatment no matter what. And that's, that's the way it's going to be. It's not our fault. We didn't ask for this. No, but I mean, it's, but it's just the way it is. And truthfully, Michigan and Michigan State should both be in front of Oklahoma, if I'm being honest, but whatever. I'm not, I'm not even going to go into that. And Oklahoma still gets preferential treatment. We're excited for college football. Because this <laughs> well, I will be, I will be at Slider House this weekend at 11 a.m. watching Michigan Michigan State game because a lot of my friends are Michigan people and Slider House is the Michigan bar. So catch there's me something there. you can do for me. I need you to cheer really hard for me. So there's a thousand dollar risk free bet you can do, and I did it at 11 o'clock a.m. game on Saturday. So if Buffalo covers 13 points, then I am 900 dollars richer than I was. Oh my gosh, that's huge. And if they lose, then I have to, I get a free thousand dollar bet I have to use. But like, I, if I win that, I only break even. So it's a big, it's a big thing. So we want Buffalo to win big. Okay. I'll cheer for Buffalo. It won't While be on I'm any televisions, but, but just cheer for that. While I'm cheering for Michigan, go blue always. Oh, oh, I bet on Michigan State. Oh, okay. Well, go blue. <laughs> <laughs> um, always. Okay. So now to Mark's Grinchy comments. Mark always hates the things that I love and I didn't see this I I don't understand the height that's all I'm saying you didn't even see Dune okay let me just say this I went to see Dune the day it came out I've been excited about it because I love sci-fi things and I know I'm a nerd listen Suzanne always makes fun of me Suzanne in our office because she knows that on the outside I might look like like a fit in like I'm a cool girl on the inside I I am not at all. My personality is nerdy, outcast, kind of a loser. Like I, it just doesn't fit. Anyway. You really associate associate that Blink-182, some 41, like rock. Yes, I'm like skater (laughs) punk. Like I am like a real, like my inside and my outside don't exactly mix. I try to fool people. I fool people into thinking I'm cool by my Nobody is, nobody thinks that. I wouldn't worry about that. You're good. (laughs) You're such a jerk. (laughs) Anyway, I went and saw Dune the day it came out and I was fully captivated. I've been looking forward to this. I have been excited about it. I was the person who was hyping it. And when they announced Dune part two this week, I had to wipe a tear. I loved Dune. Now, Mark has not seen it. I have not knows seen nothing it. about it. Correct. Probably will not go see it. And is yeah, I, I'm not going to see it in the theater. Maybe, maybe on. Yeah. Is hating on it 
so hard. I'm not hating on it. I don't understand why everyone, and, and I've actually seen pretty mixed reviews. It's like the people who are like real movie fans don't like it, but like most of the people who are just normal do, do like it. It seems like like some I've, I've seen a real mix of people saying it's the greatest movie of all time and it's the most overrated movie of all time. I've not seen it, so I have no actual opinion on it. But I don't understand why everyone like what like why does everyone want to see this? I feel like almost every movie that's like this, I don't end up liking. Like we're gonna talk about Avatar and all those superhero yeah, Avatar, movies. Avatar they're like super hyped. I don't understand why. And I, I guess I just don't get why this is getting so much hype. Here's it's the got thing. that weird guy who you like. I don't understand why <laughs> okay. anybody likes him. Timothy Chalamet, he is the love of my life and the background on my phone. Um there's a story okay. about him. They had a story in the New York Times about like uh, they call them softball. Now, like these guys who like nobody would have liked years ago, like now people like think are cool. Okay, well he is cool because he's an incredible actor and he's very funny. Anyway, Christopher Nolan, who is maybe one of the most respected directors in this like yeah. sci-fi space, especially, said that Dune was the most flawless marrying of real action and computer animated graphics that he's ever seen. If for no other reason, it, even if you hate the storyline of Dune, which I don't, I think the storyline is incredible. Even if you hate the storyline, there are a few things that you have to appreciate about this movie. One, it's visually spectacular. I've never seen anything like it in my entire life. And I've seen a lot of movies. Two, Hans Zimmer wrote the score. Any Hans Zimmer score, Interstellar, The Holiday, any of those are incredible. And number three, the acting. There's one scene in particular where, yes, the love of my life, Timothy Chalamet, delivers one of the most incredible acting performances I've ever seen. Like, he is acting like he's in pain. Anyway, just, Mark, just go see it. I know that you don't, I, you're one of those people who, if, some, if somebody hypes something up, you're like, I will not do it because it's being hyped. Well, here's the thing is I will do it. Just not, I won't, I won't pay for it. I'll, I, when it, I'm not against it. I'm sure it's fine. I'm not saying it's bad, but almost everything that's hype like this never turns out to be what it, like what they act like. And that's part of the thing too. The expectation game matters. If I'm not expecting to like it or like other people don't talk about, it, I'm like, Oh, that was better than I thought. Cool. But when you, everything's hyped up, even if it's good, you're like, well, that wasn't what I expected. And I do feel like that was a lot of the the people who were against the movie just said like, look, it was overrated. It wasn't nearly as good as everyone said it was. Like if it would have been no expectations, I might've liked it, but it, it like it, the, the bar is so high on this. I'm going to see it again on Sunday. So oh my gosh. In the <laughs> I have Regal movie pass. So it's $21 for a whole month. I might as well go see movies as much as I want. The only movie I've ever seen in theaters twice was snakes on a plane. Interesting. Ew, why would it wasn't it was it was a weird it wasn't like I tried to see it twice, but whatever I did. <laughs> the only one that I've ever seen twice is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And yeah, I loved know, it. I still haven't seen that either. I love that movie. Yeah, well, um, that one you're on the wrong side of. Like most people really thought it was overrated. This one, hated it. this one people mostly agree with you on, dude. I will say that. Okay, well, I also am on the right side of Avatar. I thought Avatar was dumb. Oh. I'm on the right side of that. Yeah, we we agree. And also, um, I guess I didn't, Inception, that was a little bit overrated, right? No, Inception was incredible. <laughs> Tenet well, I thought it was overrated. Was overrated. And all, the, the one that me, I think we agree on this, like, I like Iron Man fine, but I think all those superhero movies generally are just like, so, like, I don't understand why people love them so much. They're so overhyped. And like, Iron Man is the only one I even like. No, there, there are a few that are really, really, really good. I haven't seen all of them. 
Okay. There are a few that are really good. I think my whole thing is I feel like some of them, some of the Marvel movies should have just been like shorts to fill in the gaps of the story of the Marvel universe instead of full length movies. Yeah. Some there's like them- 900 people and I can never understand how they know each other or what, and, and they don't go in chronological order. So I'm like, I don't understand this. Like this person was dead. Like I, I can never catch up and I'm not going to watch every movie and like write down notes. So like I'm always lost. I haven't seen all of them, but some of them that I have seen, I'm like, this could have been like a short, this could have been like a 45 minute movie or like just a little something to fill in the story of the Marvel universe. And it didn't need but to they be don't make money on a 45 movie. minute short. So what? they don't make money on a 45 minute short. So they'll make it two exactly. and a half hours. So they can make more money. <laughs> exactly. And, and, and so I understand that capital is a baby. We do love to see it, yeah, but yeah. I think that some of them, I, I do, I do see what you're saying in some parts of the Marvel universe. Another movie that got hyped that I thought was dumb was The Da Vinci Code. I thought it was dumb. Wow. Yeah, I love that movie. And I, I think that that's, I do think that it's, and I mean, I don't, I hate to be that guy because I think these people are annoying, but I think that if you read the book, you're interested to see. And I, and I read the book and really loved it. And I, honestly, one of those things is I'm, I'm one of the, I thought the movie was fantastic. I thought it was like a lot of everyone who wants to be stuck up says, oh yeah, I liked it, but it wasn't as good as the book. It's like, shut up. We get it. You can read. Um, but I thought this was a great example. This movie was as good as the, and, and Lord of the Rings, which I read too. I thought the movies were as good as the book. And I think that anybody who says, oh, if you read the book, you wouldn't like it. I'm like, you're just trying to sound smart and I don't care. Like, shut up. It doesn't matter to me what you think. We get it. You can read. You're smarter than just average moviegoers. We get it. But like, they just say that because they want credit. They want like social credit for reading. You are more curmudgeon than usual today. No, I'm, is- I'm, I'm just, that makes me mad. That's one thing that makes me really mad is when people say, because everyone who reads a book always says, oh, it's not as good as a book. For any movie, they, every single person says it. And I'm not going to be that way. It's well, it's because books and movies, like books are so much more nuanced. And so like, you can't really compare the two. Like if you adapt a screenplay from a book, it's not going to be as good. It's good in different ways. Well, yeah. Cause instead of it being, you know, it took you 50 hours to read. You have to put that in two hours. Of course it's going to miss things. That's how it is. But if you're comparing those apples to apples, you're only trying to get it's social credit. You're virtue signaling that you like to read and that you're smarter than the average masses watching the movie. That's all you're doing. And it's BS. I actually completely agree with you, even though you are way more fired up about this than I've ever been. I actually agree with the premise of your argument. I don't think I realized how much I hate that until this very moment. But guess what? <laughs> if you say the movie's not as good as the book, we don't care. And your opinion means nothing to me. If there are any therapists that are listening, it sounds like Mark needs to talk some things out. Because <laughs> this is an issue. <laughs> Up on the right side. I think we should ask, this should be a poll question. Like if people get annoyed by that. Because I, I, okay. I think most people, yeah, I think most people do. And Looks they're afraid like to say, because they're like, oh, I don't want to seem like, um, but it, it's just people trying to sound smarter than the people they're talking to. I'll Especially with the weird one. Like sometimes like these weird, like foreign books. I'm like, oh, I read this book and like this movie doesn't do it just. It's like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> just can it. Well, yeah, I actually did buy the Dune book and I heard that it's kind of dense and hard to get through. But because I saw the first movie, I feel like I, there are going to be some things that I can, I'm on my Kindle. I can like tap through because yeah. I know kind of like the house of Atreides and like all these different houses that I wouldn't have known before. And I know kind of like their history from seeing the movie. So, and that's what got me fired up is actually somebody posting that about Dune about saying that it was a terrible movie. If you read the book and I'm obviously I'm not defending, I'm not defending Dune, but it's saying like the book's so much better that the movie doesn't compare. And it's like, that is just for online virtue signal. You're not even talking to a friend. You're putting it online for everybody. Nobody cares what you think. I don't understand why people care. 
I know there are some like in some of the Harry Potter books, there were some things, some like nuances that I wish they could have incorporated into the movie. But at the same time, it's like, that's why we have the books. You the movie is for the people movie. who are going to read. Yeah, do every nuance that you want and that's fine. Right. Just think you enjoy reading better than watching movies. That's a better way than saying like the, the movie doesn't do justice to the book. Just say, I like reading better than I like watching movies. Fine. Which is why as an adult, I used to, like as a teenager, I'd be like, I have to read the book before I see the movie, like with Twilight and Harry Potter and all those things. Now I would rather see the movie first and then read the book to fill in knowledge gaps. That's kind of like how I work, how I function now. How about this? I'd rather watch the movie and not read the book. How's that? that that's what I would say. I'd rather just watch the movie. <laughs> You're not a reader though. And I'm a reader, nerd. I mean, I, I was, I, for things I like, I like James Patterson books, but like I and they're the best thing about that but like I don't care I, I don't feel like you have to read a book I think we're I, I think reading's a good thing but I think that we're like in society that we feel like oh if you don't read and you're not like learning stuff you can learn just as much from watching a movie or like I, I don't understand how reading's so much better I agree or listen to a podcast I just yeah. like reading because it gives my mind something to do so that's people say like, oh if you listen to an audiobook that's not the same thing as reading it's like what is your problem just let me do what I want yeah no it is the reason that I read is to give my brain something to do that's not stress out about things and have anxiety so like <laughs> people need to quit being so snooty <laughs> Also, another thing, since we're on this topic, another thing I'm mad about, why is it okay to go to bed early, but it's not okay to sleep in late? I don't understand, like, why is somehow going from 1 to 10? Like, why do people, like, if you if you go to bed at 1 a.m., they criticize you if you wake up at 10. But if you go to bed at 7, that's so early. Like, why is that not criticized the same way? I agree. I agree. I think we should normalize getting eight hours of sleep whenever those eight hours happen. No matter, no matter what. And we should normalize just liking movies and not having to read the book. Okay. We are on a crusade to normalize the things that we think should be normal <laughs> because I am a big proponent of I'm actually off tomorrow for no reason other than the fact that I had vacation days and I want to go see a movie in the middle of the day. I'm going to see last night in Soho in the middle of the day. That's literally the only reason I'm off tomorrow. And I'm going to go to bed super late tonight because I'm going to stay up watching you and I'm going to sleep super late in the morning and that should be normalized. Yep. I'm into it. Okay. We're in sleeping every time you want. Get sleep. That's all we care about. What I'm going to bed at 7 p.m. is not better than sleeping till 10 p.m. I don't care what anybody says. I agree. Normalize <laughs> it. Okay, we are on a crusade. <laughs> all right. And on that note, we're going to cut ourselves off. See you later, everybody.